as entrepreneurs, we struggle on a lot of things. And one of the biggest things we struggle with is you know driving our business. We're working so hard in our business. We want to be more successful. We want to serve more people. We want to make a dent in the universe. That sometimes we forget that success is different than just building a great business. We want to live a life on purpose, that we're really making a big difference. We want to bring together those best practices of the most successful entrepreneurs. And that's what we're doing here at AESNation.com. But in addition to that, we want to make sure we design it so that we live a great life for all stakeholders, not only for ourselves and our enlightened self-interest, because that's what makes us more successful, but it's also everyone else we have the privilege of working with, our clients, our customers, our teammates, our partners. And I'll tell you, I'm really excited today. I have an unbelievable, talented entrepreneur who brings together both parts. So often, you know, we get kind of the soft, fuzzy stuff over here, and then we get the, you know, hard business side over here, and they don't get together. Well, I'll tell you, I had the opportunity to meet Chris a couple years ago, and uh, I was just blown away. So we have Chris Atwood, and he's going to show you how you can bring this together so you can have a hugely successful business and a great life. Stay tuned. Exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Chris, I am so excited to have you here. I know you're traveling by the magic of Skype. Uh, I don't even know where you are now, but I know you're you're on the road. So thank you for I'm joining in Germany, us. Germany. Oh, oh, Germany. It, it's yeah. I mean, today's technology is just amazing. What we can all do, and and Chris, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to share with our you know our viewers, our listeners, you know some of your insights because you have made such a huge difference in so many people's life and. What I want to do is just take a step back, though. I'm thinking as a young man, you didn't wake up and say, okay, I am going to solve one of the most pressing problems in the world. I'm going to go ahead and help everyone live a life on purpose. So, so they have a great life and make a big impact. How did you get to where you are? Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you so much for having me. As you said, when we met, I felt an immediate connection. I'm so glad to have the chance to reconnect with you in this context. So, you know, for me, I was fortunate, I would say, in that for the first half of my life, I made choices based upon the things I loved. I did the stuff that I wanted to do. I pursued all sorts of crazy things and ideas. I had a lot of fun. I traveled all around the world in the process. And then there came a time when I got married. And maybe some of your listeners can relate to this. And I didn't realize it at the time, but when I got married, I had this concept that now I'm the breadwinner. I'm the one who has to bring in the money. I have to see that we can pay the bills. I have to make sure that we live a comfortable life. And that was my downfall, <laughs> I have to tell you. It was like, oh my God. Uh, over the next five years, I went through four different positions, all executive positions. You know, I was chief operating officer, general manager. Uh, I mean, your resume yeah. reads like unbelievable what most people would dream of in, you know, not just quite earning a paycheck. Yeah, well, I had, you know, I had good jobs. 
the problem was none of those jobs were things that I was passionate about. I, I hadn't figured out that this was really important. I was, it, I was all about the money. How much money are they going to pay me? Am I going to get equity in the company? Uh, you know, what sort of partnership opportunities are there there? Those, that's the stuff that I was looking at, you know? And I've come to realize that while all those things are important, those have to be your number two when it comes to making decisions. The number one has to be, am I passionate about this? Is this going to light me up? Is this going to turn me on? But I hadn't learned that at that point. And so I'd go through a position, and I'd get a year, year and a half into it, and I was like tearing my hair out. And you can see the result, you know. <laughs> I just, it was an awful time. And I was miserable. And, and I remember I got into this one position. It was an international recruiting company. And, and we were recruiting health practitioners from overseas, primarily physical and occupational therapists. And I was new to this. I was a partner in the business at this point. But I'd been brought in by the founder to, to help pull the business together. And it took me a while to figure out that we were charging less than it was costing us to bring the therapists <laughs> into the country. Now, you can guess that that's not a good prescription for a successful business, right, John? Well, I mean, there's been many of us in, as entrepreneurs who have really tried to scale up before we figured it out. And, you know, the revenue numbers are phenomenal. I've been there. I mean, as yeah. I'm listening to this, and I know all our fellow entrepreneurs are listening <laughs> to this. You know, we've all gone through this, and, and unfortunately, many of us are still there. That you know, we're we're in something we're not happy, but we're doing it kind of for the money, the drive, the ego, and you know, we're looking at the top line. And these, all our friends are patting us on the back, think we're hugely right. successful, and traveling. Yeah, I mean, I went to the Philippines, recruited a hundred therapists. You know, I mean, we had a lot of business going on. But the problem was, we got to a point, as you can imagine, if your costs are higher than your revenue, and you don't have an outside source of, of to, revenue to make it up, I, we got to the point, I went four months without getting paid. Uh, I hadn't, at that point, hadn't figured out how incredibly important it is to pay your payroll taxes. And so, fortunately, oh my God, I, today I, I wipe my brow, you know, that we figured it out before the IRS came and, and took my house, you know. But, uh, but we were going through all of this stuff, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night one day, and, and uh, I was shaking. I was just... <laughs> My whole body was shaking, and uh, it took me about an hour and a half to get through that. But I realized something had to change. You know, this just was not working. And so it was at that time that my business partner today, Janet Bray Atwood, uh, who was my, my wife at the time, uh, but we realized that being husband and wife wasn't the best relationship for us as much as we love each other and so we got a divorce after five years and then three years later became business partners and today uh, we have a very successful business together but at the time Janet said you know you need to do something different and she introduced me to this little thing that she called the passion test she hadn't really shared it with more than 10 or 12 people at this point uh, but she said you gotta go through and figure out what are the things that are really important to you and so I did that for the first time that was probably close to 20 years ago now and and it really shifted everything for me John you know if I look at one moment that was kind of a defining moment that was one of those for me because now I started doing what in my early life I had done just accidentally, 
but I now I did it consciously. I started making choices based upon the things that really mattered most to me. And it was just, it wasn't long after that that I, I got a new position. I started making more money than I ever had before. I was selling consulting and training to Fortune 500 companies and doing incredibly well at it. And, and then not long after that, Janet called me up and said, you know, I have this opportunity to work with Mark Victor Hansen and Robert Allen. Mark Victor Hansen, co-creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, and Bob Allen, number one New York Times bestselling author of Creating Wealth, Nothing Down. And uh, we ended up partnering with Mark and Bob, created something called the Enlightened Millionaire Program. We enrolled about a, almost a thousand people, brought in about a million dollars in our first year. And, and, and really, that's how I learned this whole world that you are now so expert in, John, of how do you reach people online? How do you create uh, an information marketing business? And, and Janet had this passion for the passion test. And so we, that became an ebook. We, we did teleseminars, not, like, uh, not unlike like this, mm -hmm. but it was teleseminars in those days. Self-published the book. Uh, Penguin bought the rights in 2007. It became a New York Times bestseller. We now have 1,400 facilitators in 50 countries around the world. And, and we can say that the passion test has become the number one tool used worldwide to discover passion and connect with purpose. No, and that's, I mean, th there's so much insights in there for all your fellow entrepreneurs. I want to just kind of bring it back. I mean, the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the mistake so often that we make, I mean, all of us as entrepreneurs, is that we've got to build a really successful business and make sacrifices. And I'm not saying that there aren't some sacrifices along the way, but we don't have to sacrifice our life. We don't have to sacrifice our families. We don't have to sacrifice our happiness, our communities. And what I've seen, and you've studied it a lot, and I've studied it in our financial services, you know, working with some of the most successful financial advisors and having the privilege of working with so many entrepreneurs on their financial affairs. I mean, money has no core, well, beyond survival, it has very little correlation with happiness. But the people who actually take the time to be thoughtful about how to design their life on purpose, boy, it just makes a huge difference. And you know, that's one of the things when we first met, Chris, uh, we were at a Brendan Bouchard event. You were both, Brendan's an uh, you know, extremely talented individual, and we're both looking, you know, at different ways to get the message out. And, and I forgot who introduced us, but we ended up having lunch together, and it was just... Dan Cushell, Joe yeah, Polish's... Yeah. Uh, uh, CEO, CEO, right. CEO type, yep. and Dan's a great guy. Yeah, that's right. We were sitting together, and, and it was just, you know, the... the I think there's not enough matching of this business, you know, entrepreneur, hard driving and passion. And, and I really commend you for kind of leading the charge. Now, t tell me what, you know, as you're doing this, um, you know, what was the big breakthrough? Because, I mean, you got that first start, which, I mean, sounds great. And I, I know you, you've been out there doing a lot. Let me just play this segment here real quick. So I'm looking for what was a big breakthrough? I mean, you, you know, you, you, you made that separation from, you know, really corporate life. And, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm going through my own and, you know, charging hard, really foolish, got acquired, you know, great people. I was a senior partner, I was CEO of a, a large U.S. financial side. And, and first year was great. Second year, not so good. Flying around private jets, doing acquisition, the whole thing. And my wife, I don't know, something about wives. They looked at me and just <laughs> said, right. you're not happy. 
And I, I know I had, had had some liquidity events, so I was flexible. And it was kind of like, you know what, I'm not. And I got offered a lot of money when I quit to stay. And I said, no. And that's where, you know, I took a year off, got a chance to think about it, and then created the businesses, businesses that I have today with some great partners and, you know, live a life that I could only dream of before, but I didn't take the time to dream of it. And, you know, what was a big breakthrough in, you know, not only your own life, but helping others to do this? So thank you for that. I mean, the breakthrough in my life was really recognizing that I had to begin choosing in favor of my passions. And, and you know, the thing, I just want to comment on this, and then I'll get to the answer to your question, John. But, they, you know, as we have gone more deeply into this whole arena, and we have a, a program called the Passion Test for Business, which is really designed both for small entrepreneurial businesses and large, you know, enterprise-sized mm -hmm. businesses. And what you see in the, in the literature today is that great companies are companies where their employees are fully engaged. And the only way that you get engagement among employees is that the employees are passionate about the work that they're doing, that they love what they're doing. And when that's true, then they're motivated. You don't have to drag them into work because they want to come on their own. And, and we've seen that there's, there's been studies done that show there's a direct correlation between the level of engagement in a company and the, the bottom line, the profitability of that company. So passion is not something that's just a nice to have. It's actually an essential piece, particularly for an entrepreneur, because it's what keeps you going. The thing I think you know as well as I do, John, is that if you're an entrepreneur, your your life and your revenue stream is probably going to go like this for a while. You know yeah, that there's. It's easy to become it, a manic depressive as an entrepreneur yeah, that's right, along exactly, the way here. You know, we all experience these ups and downs until we get to a point that we can even it out. You know, and and so the the passion is what keeps you going when everything seems to be collapsing around you. You know, it's what it's what inspires you and 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 allows you to to keep moving forward. And I think. You know, for us, it was that same thing that uh, Janet and I, our company is called Enlightened Alliances because we recognized early on that both of us seem to have some skill and talent. And this is a key piece, you know, a successful entrepreneur takes their passions and combines them with their natural talents to serve a need that others have to, that can generate value and income. And so what we did is we used that to, we started connecting with all sorts of people in our industry and in other industries and bringing them together, providing things that they needed, being able to find out what was their critical need and then finding ways that we could help them fulfill that. So that over a period of several years, we developed some really strong, loyal relationships among people who were incredibly successful. For seven years, we did interviews with some of the most successful people in the world about how they discovered their passions, how they overcame them. And along the way, we created relationships that then created business opportunities for us and for them as well. So, you know, we interviewed people like Paula Abdul and, and on the other end of the spectrum, Nobel laureate Muhammad Yunus and Tony Robbins and uh, all sorts of people from many different genres and backgrounds. The, the, the breakthrough for me, I would say, was was when we, from a business standpoint, the breakthrough was when we started engaging a team to enroll people into our primary revenue generator, which for us is a certification program. We certify past just facilitators. Mm -hmm. Up until that time, 
we were doing all the enrollments ourselves. You know, we'd go out, we'd give talks, we'd speak to 100, 300, 500 people, 1,000 people, and then we'd invite those people to enroll in our certification program. That's how we generated revenue for the business. But if we weren't speaking, there was no revenue. <laughs> you know, that wasn't much fun. And so the, the transition for our business was when we, we brought together a team and created a system, an online system, so that they were generating revenue even when we weren't speaking. And, and that's what created the sta stabilized our business, really, is that we, we went from having these ups and downs. What would happen with us, John, is we'd have an up, and then we'd have a down. And when we were in the down, we'd say, oh, my God, we have to come up with a new program. We have, you know, we have to create some new product. So we'd go rush around and create a new product. And, and you know, it's not a bad thing to do, as I'm sure you know, John. Some necessity is the mother of invention. Well, that, we that, created that, a, that creative tension can really work well, but it's, yeah. it gets old after a time. Oh boy, does it get old. But I, I just have to tell you this quick story. You know, we create in one of those down periods, we said, okay, people have been telling us we're so good at creating alliances, let's create a product called Alliance Secrets. And so we did. And we enrolled a bunch of people in it. To, it you know, it provided the income we needed at that moment. But one of our students was a woman by the name of Rhonda Byrne. And uh, she contacted me when Janet was in India, and she said, I'm creating this movie. It's going to change the world. I'd love to have you involved, and let me send you the trailer. So she sent us the trailer, and it was off the charts. You know, I mean, it was so amazing, so powerful, so well done. She, she had a television production company in Australia, so she, it wasn't like she hadn't done this sort of thing before. And uh, so we ended up spending several months, three or four months, just setting up interviews for her. We arranged for her to come to Aspen, Colorado and interview most of the transformation, many of the Transformational Leadership Council members that was founded by Jack Canfield. And mm -hmm. that movie came out in, what, 2005 or 2006. It was called The Secret. But today it's been viewed by some 400 million people as the number one New York Times bestselling book that uh, has, I think it's still on the New York Times list, some seven or eight years later, you know? No, I, I remember, I didn't know of it because I was a financial guy. And, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going down the Colorado River with 16 friends uh, going through the Grand Canyon. And I don't know if you know David Bach. He's a very successful oh, yeah, sure. financial He's a good friend guy. Of ours. Yeah, yeah, David's a super guy. We go skiing together. We went on this raft trip with a bunch of our other buddies. And you know, we're, we had you know, rafting, kayaking, all this. And and David climbed to the highest peak and he opens up his book and it was the secret. And I'm, you know, David's a very smart guy and I'm going, what, what right. is that book? And so, no, and I, I, and a lot of people have sh shared with me, you know, the, the big role that you played there. And I mean, you've been really powerful on alliances uh, and I want to come back to that, but I want to just touch on a couple of things that you mentioned that are just so important, you know, for all entrepreneurs. I mean, this idea of building it first, I don't care whether you're in professional services like Chris, you know, providing information or whether you're selling widgets. It's that concept of, you know, going ahead and nailing the process so it's a great client experience in what you're doing and then scaling. And that for many of us is the big breakthrough. And then the other thing, Chris, you mentioned uh, productivity and a lot of guys like me that are number people, they look and they say, geez, this is the happiness stuff, that's good. You let Chris talk about it. <laughs> right. And uh, really where it hit me, uh, there's a guy, a professor at Harvard, uh, Sean Ecker, who, who wrote a book called The Happiness Advantage. Had Sean out in front of a hard-nosed group of financial people, really some of the most successful 
uh, wealth managers in the world. And Sean just, I mean, when he started sharing some of the numbers, and what I remember, it was about a 30% increase in productivity by having your team really, you know, embrace happiness and go on this journey with you. So, I mean, for all of us who are hard-nosed, this, this stuff, bringing it together, you know, even if you don't want to be happy, you want your team to be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Know. Forget about happiness for yourself. Just make sure your team is happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, and I'll give you I'll give you a number, John. That's kind of interesting to look at. Gallup has done a lot of this research. Mm-hmm. There's a number of companies that have, but companies in the same industry. When you compare companies that have a high level of engagement, and I've forgotten what high level means, but I, we can look that up. But uh, high level of engagement, which are the, these and there, and these are companies which are in the top uh, five in their in their industry, mm-hmm. and you compare them to companies that are at the bottom of their industry uh, or at just average average companies, not the bottom, but average. Uh, it's an eight to one difference. The in level of engagement is eight eight actively engaged to one in the in the top three or uh, top five companies, and then in the average companies, it's one and a half to one engagement. Yeah. And the difference on a profitability standpoint is EPS earnings per share was fifty one percent higher in those companies with those high levels of engagement compared yeah. to I the mean, average. That's just huge, and this is this yeah. is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, Chris, is because. I don't think as entrepreneurs, you know, we kind of think of this that much. And this is something, particularly, you know, a lot of the people starting out and, you know, solopreneurs and creating businesses, they actually do. I mean, they, you know, okay, I've got a blank slate, I'm going to design it. But when we get caught up and we're having success and we have a lot more flexibility to do this, we don't do it. Now, and that's when we really need to do it, I have to say. You know, they, uh, I don't know if you know Craig Hanley and Tony uh, Ricciardi. They, they own a company called Listen Up Espanol. It's, they have about 1,000 employees. It's a call center in Mexico that they take calls for products that, uh, inf- that are run on infomercials in the U.S. appealing to the Hispanic market. Mm-hmm. And they brought us into their company when they were, they, they had grown from 20 to 1,000 in a couple of years, right? And they right. said that this company is getting out of hand. You know, we, we can no longer communicate our values to, to all of our employees. And how do we do that? And so we came in and we instituted the Patch Test for Business. We, we took the management team through identifying what was most important for the company and what were the, the top, I think they had eight top eight passions for the company. And what is the unique contribution of that company? Got that out to the to the employees, trained about ninety five percent of the employees, and then did a retrospective study looking at those who had gone through the passion test process and who were engaged with their passions with the company compared to what had previously been their top performers. Because their top performers, interestingly enough, were the ones who didn't go through the training because they didn't want to take them off the floor. They didn't want to come off the floor, right? No. And yeah. What we found was that in five campaigns, because this was, this was a sales organization, you can mm-hmm. measure sales, right? Five different campaigns, those who had gone through the passion test training outperformed what had previously been their top performers in all five campaigns. And, and we also created a, a process for their new hires and so that, to get them aligned right away. And, and they didn't outperform the, 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 old guy, the old guard except on one campaign. On one campaign, even the new hires outperformed what had previously been their best performers. So, you know, the passion stuff makes a difference. When people are excited and passionate about their work, they're more motivated. People who are passionate are magnetic. 
You know, they, they, you want to be around someone who's excited, someone who's happy, someone who's engaged, someone who is turned on about what they're doing. It's attractive. And so naturally, you're going to do more business. You know? No, it's great. And so I'm going to turn it around. What are you most passionate about now that you're working on, Chris? I mean, you've got a lot of things going on that I know, but what are you most passionate about now? Well, it's, it's something dear to my heart and at first glance would be so far removed from what you do, John, and probably what many of your listeners are thinking about. But we have a new book coming out October 21st. It's called Your Hidden Riches, Unleashing the Power and of I'm, Ritual. I'm pulling Create it up like on my uh, screen here. Uh, let me pull it up. And it's on Amazon. You know, at the time of the recording, it's not yet out. So I see I've got it pre-ordered. <laughs> uh, when is it coming out? It's coming out October 21st. And, uh, and here's the thing about this book, because, you know, people, especially entrepreneurs or business people would say rituals. What do I need with rituals, you know? But the truth is, is that rituals are the unspoken secret of all successful people. And the reason they're unspoken is because those rituals are yet generally very personal. They're things you don't talk about. You don't, you don't share them that much in a public setting because there's something very personal to you. But what you'll see is that the most successful people in the world all incorporate rituals in one way or another into their lives. And, and they, they do that to be able to perform at their best when they need to, to stay calm when they're under intense pressure, and to be able to create balance in their life. And here, I'll, I'll give you a couple of fun ones and then one that's more serious, okay? Mm -hmm. Simon Cowell. You know who Simon Cowell is, John? I do. The producer, American Idol, Britain's Got Talent. And he's, worth, he's got some I really nice worth, cars. I'm a car guy. So really, really nice yeah. cars. <laughs> he's probably worth three, $400 million. Yes. You know what his daily ritual is? I do not know. Climbing a tree. Okay. <laughs> Every day he climbs a tree. Now you'd say, oh my God. I might start tomorrow if that's what works. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I want to say, you know, I'm not suggesting that everybody should go out and climb a tree, but just think about it for a minute. Why would a grown man who's incredibly successful climb a tree every day? And, and what I would suggest is that most of Simon's life, like most of our lives, are, pro are very focused, really busy. He's got a lot to deal with, a lot to stay on top of. And my guess is he could exercise a lot of different ways besides climbing a tree, right? He could get mm -hmm. in the gym, work out. But why climb a tree? Probably, I would guess, it's because it makes him feel like a kid. It's a way to have fun, a way to laugh, a way to feel silly, because I'm willing to get, bet that there aren't a lot of places in his life where he gets to feel silly outside of when he's climbing that tree. So that's one fun one. There's another one. You know the actor Colin Farrell? I do. The Irish actor? Yes. So every time that he starts a new movie, he wears a, a particular set of boxer trunks covered with shamrocks that say, I, the luck of the Irish. You know? And you might laugh at this and say, oh, it's superstition. But I have to tell you, John, you know, when, we are, when we're talking about rituals, we're not talking about religious practices. We're not talking about superstition. We're not even talking about habits. You know? We all have good and bad habits, things that have developed unconsciously. But when Colin, uh, Colin Farrell is wearing those boxer shorts, I'm pretty sure the reason he does it is because it reminds him that he's lucky. He's Irish. He's lucky. He, the, he's going to do a great job in this film because it puts him into a mental, emotional state where he's ready to perform at his best and to accept the luck that is, he's entitled to because he's Irish. 
So I, I would like to give you one more, if I can, and this isn't a business example. I will give you a business example before we. No, get these done are with great, this. Chris. But there's a, a World Cup soccer player by the name of Leighton Barnes. He plays for the British soccer team, and he's very successful. And if you ever watch him uh, play, you'll see that when he goes out on the playing field, he kneels down, unties his shoes, and then ties them again. And you say, well, why do you do something like that? That's crazy, you know? Why would you do something like that? And that's clearly, well, the reason I love this example is it's clearly not a habit. This is not a good habit. It's not a bad habit. It's a ritual. And so why, why does he do that ritual? The reason I, uh, that he does that is because it sets his ordinary, everyday life apart from when he has to be at his best, where he has to be out on the playing field and he has to be performing the best that he's able to, and he has to do it with a million people or more watching him on television, thousands of, of fans screaming in the stands. So it's a way that he gets into a mental and emotional state where he can stay focused. And if you ever talk to speakers, John, I know you have a lot of friends who are speakers. You do speaking yes. yourself. A lot of speakers have rituals that they do before they go on stage to put them in that state. You mentioned Brendan Burchard. If you ever see Brendan Burchard backstage before he's about to go on, you'll see him bouncing around like this, you know, and doing this deep breathing and getting his energy up, right? Uh, I, do you know Bo Eason? Have you yeah, met Bo? Sure. Yeah, so I'm backstage with both those guys, and I just I kind of think and I visualize, and Bo's doing wind sprints. Uh, Bo is great <laughs> at storytelling, a former NFL uh, super athlete, the star, the whole thing. And But, no, this ritual, I see it over and over again as some of the most successful people I'm working with. Warren Buffett. Now, he, you'd have to say he's pretty successful, right? I think when you're the number one guy in wealth, no matter how you keep score, you got to at least give him a nod for some success there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And, and, and here's another guy. I don't know what all of his rituals are, but one that's become public is that he spends 12 hours a week playing bridge. Yeah. And you say, well, is that really a ritual? And I would make the case that anything that you do that is a conscious, intentional practice that you make habitual because you know it improves your life, that's how we define ritual. And Warren Buffett plays bridge because it gives him balance in his life. You know, it gives him a way to, to relax to, and to enjoy. And 12 hours a week is a lot of time to play bridge for someone who's, you know, at the top of the financial market. So, uh, you know, these kinds of rituals, the most important thing, here's the thing, the bottom line I would say for your listeners, mm -hmm. John, is that, a ritual is valuable to the extent that it has meaning and purposefulness for you. It doesn't matter if it, sound, it seems stupid or crazy or silly to someone else. I mean, I doubt that many of us are going to go out and start climbing a tree every day. And it doesn't matter. You know, thank God Simon Cowell is successful enough that he doesn't care what anybody yeah. thinks. You know? <laughs> so he can climb all the trees that he wants. But the thing that's important is that the rituals that you put into your life are things that have meaning to you. And when they do, then they can serve this purpose of managing your time, helping you manage your time, your energy, manage your thinking. Because especially as a business person, if you're not putting your attention on the things that are going well, well, there's a lot to put your attention on that isn't almost all the time, isn't there, John? No, that positive focus, you know, and, and really having something that really, I'm thinking, I like, you know, the last three years I've taken up golf and I, I use that as a, you know, habit. I also, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach got me doing the three gratitudes in the morning. Yeah, and there you go, just, that's a ritual. Yeah, there and these go. rituals, I mean, it just puts, you know, the framing, I have a whole process as I'm doing, you know, major projects and so on, and it's just, 
you know, it, it really sets the stage. Let me go, I want to go one more segment here. And this is of applications of the day. What, you know, what are you using that you really like on your smartphone that, you know, you want to share with fellow entrepreneurs, Chris? Sure. So, you know, there are a lot of great applications. There are a couple that I use. I'll just throw them out, and then I want to focus on one. Uh, there's a, a program called Wunderlist, Wunderlist, uh, W-U-N-D-E-R list. I use that as a simple to-do list program. Uh, it, it's well laid out. It's easy to use. It's just, it works for me. And then another one is Evernote. Evernote is a great program to when you just need to jot something down and it syncs between all of your devices and it has a lot of ability. You can do outlines, you can write letters, you can write, you can write emails in it and send them if you need to, or you can just take notes. I use it a lot to take notes of presentations and then I want to share some information with a colleague or members of our team and I just I, I can send it directly out of Evernote. So those are a couple of quick programs, but there's one that I think for for entrepreneurs, business owners, is incredibly valuable. It's called Business Model Generation. It's an app that's available, I know, for, for the iPad. But uh, it's I'm putting based it up on the, on the screen here, and it's, you, know, you can go on your computer, businessmodelgeneration.com, uh, and, and right. get the overview and so on. And why, why do you like this, Chris? Well, it's based on a book by the same name, Business Model Generation. It's uh, by a couple of uh, very bright business guys uh, in Europe, uh, Alex Osterwelder and Perez, I forgot his last name. But um, the, the thing I like is that they've taken nine essential elements of, of thinking about a project uh, and, and breaking it out so that you, they call it the business model canvas. So they take the, i just going to glance over here, you know, they, they talk about, they help you think through uh, what are your customer segments, what's the customer relationship that you're looking to create, what's the value proposition you're going to offer, what are the revenue streams that, that this uh, product is going to generate or this new business uh, you, what are the channels you're going to deliver it through uh, what are the key activities key resources you need to be able to pull it together what are the key partnerships that you need to have it's all laid out on one page on one screen and then they they have like post-it notes so you can brainstorm about all these different areas which I'm sure you'd agree John these are things that you need to think about if you're gonna start a new project well, a new business right? I know they have a book I bought their book and because I liked you know it's a a lot of us are visual and yeah. and they have all these examples laid out so I didn't know about the app and I will definitely download that and it's a great book as well as uh, as Chris saying a great app now let me go great I want to go to resources here real quick so you have some amazing resources that are available on your website. So I've got a, I've got a couple of websites. I have the Passion Test and the 30-Day uh, Ritual Challenge uh, that I have pulled up. Why don't you tell us what we have here for resources well, I, for entrepreneurs? I, I'd like to give you another one. Oh, give me and another the, one and the I'll The PassionTest.com, of course, is a place that anyone can go and learn about the Passion Test process. There's a quick quiz there to see where do you stand in living your passions right now. For business people, we have a site called ASAP Engagement. So uh, you might think as soon as possible engagement, ASAP Engagement. It actually stands for Activating 
uh, sorry, advanced solutions for activating passionate engagement. But ASAPengagement.com, that's our business site. It's specifically designed of how do you how do you generate passion and engagement within a business environment. And I'd like to invite your listeners, John, um, if if they are they going to be able to see this interview before October 10th? I should ask that. Yeah, no, we'll def host this early because I want to give everybody notice about the book. And, you know, because I, I mean, the work Chris is doing, this is an area that you need to really take the time, you know, for these huge jumps in productivity, plus your own personal happiness. <laughs> and those totally. are on it's, you. It's, it's about both, you know. So your listeners, if, if uh, any of you who are listening, if you go to thehiddenriches.com forward slash book, T-H-E, hiddenriches.com forward slash book, up until October 10th, we'll send you a complimentary copy of the book when it comes out if you just pay the shipping and handling. So $6.95 for shipping and handling in North America. Go to thehiddenriches.com forward slash book and... Uh, and then we're happy to send a copy to you, a complimentary copy, just for the shipping and handling. Okay, so let me put up a few of these things on the screen for the viewers, and I'll repeat it for the listeners. Uh, Thehiddenriches.com slash book. Uh, you've know, got a great opportunity to get an uh, early copy of the book, as well as some great gifts along the way. For the entrepreneurs that are listening, the passion test for business is a. ASAPengage.com, and you can go ahead and engagement. Take, oh, engagement. engagement. Yeah, I'm, I've got it right on the screen, but I can't read, Chris. That's okay. <laughs> and then uh, uh, the passion test, and then uh, just a couple of the wonder list. I, I have used that. I, I try. I've got a couple others I'm using now. Uh, I do love Evernote, or if you're kind of a Microsoft guy, you might like uh, OneNote. Uh, use both of those. Are great. Chris, I mean, these are super. Let me kind of take what I'm taking away for our fellow entrepreneurs out of this. The key takeaways, you know, looking at my notes, I got a ton of notes here, but, you know, what I love about every time I have the chance to talk with you, Chris, you know, reading, watching uh, the content that you guys create, I mean, it's just amazing. It just reminds me about, you know, how much passion, how important passion is in business. You know, we've got to have a good solid business. We can't just chase our passions and do things we're passionate about. We've got to create a business structure around it. But boy, when we do that, we can enjoy unbelievable success by doing well because we're helping other people do well. Uh, the, the ritual part, I have not really as consciously looked at that. I want to go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, I'll read your book as soon as we get it. And and, you know, you said it as the unspoken secret of success. And so much of life is setting the stage and not, you know, getting caught up in the, the absolute moment of, you know, crisis as a business, but being able to be, you know, there and comfortable and ready to perform. You got a million people, uh, you know, the, the laces. I can just see, the, you know, the purpose of that. I mean, you know, a lot of people think that's crazy. And then, you know, what I, I really very much enjoy is this unique life concept that each of us are put on this earth to really make a difference. And we, one of our biggest goals in life is finding that. But when we do that, then we owe it to the rest of the world to make that difference and do it in a way that, you know, we can, as Steve Jobs says, that little dent in the universe, we can make a pretty big dent. So, Chris, yeah. thank you again for joining me uh, you know, I, from you know, Germany, I know you're out there doing a whole bunch of events and so on and making a difference in a lot of people's life. And 
all our viewers here at aesnation.com. Really appreciate it. All the show notes and all the links will be there. I'll make sure to post this early so you can get access to Chris' book you know, as soon as possible. And Chris, uh, thank you again. Thank you so much, John. Really pleasure to be with you. Well, and for all of us out there, you know, the key thing is let's take these lessons and execute. Your clients, your future clients, your teammates, your partners, your families, your communities, they're all counting on you. Don't let them down. We wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com